Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in Bears with Joey Christopoulos and my co-host, former Bears defensive end Corey Wooten. We got a fantastic guest coming up for you in just a second. But first, we got to talk about our presenting sponsor. Who else? It's BetOnline.ag. Look, college football, college basketball is getting started, and NFLs and football swing right now so you got to go to bet online because it remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests they got nfl ufc nhl it's all in full swing it's your number one source for all your wagering news odds trends and predictions all the hoops betting action anywhere at your fingertips so what are you waiting for get on your mobile device and sign up today you'll receive a promo code 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit only when you use promo code b-l-e-a-v bet online where the game starts Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming to the show, listening to us on SiriusXM, checking us out on YouTube or anywhere in the Believe Network where you get your podcasts. Uh, we have a fantastic guest coming in. But first, like I say hello to my co-host. He's former Bears defensive end, former Northwestern standout, CHGO's very own, Fox 32's very own, West End Golf Club's Corey Wooten. What's up, Corey? Hey, what's up, my man? Another great day. Uh, another week in the NFL, man. It's always, it's always a blessing during NFL season, man. What, what, what are we doing the NFL season's not here? We talk more about the NFL. So it's good to have actual games, and uh, it's been a great season so far. Great perspective for a 2-7 and seven Bears team to cherish it while we have it because <laughs> one day we'll wake up, it will be February, it will be cold, and it will be gone. Let's bring in our guest here today. I'm so excited to have this guest. Um, this man has helped me uh, in many a struggles on many a Wednesday night setting my lineups, uh, and he's also made me a little money along the way too as well he's senior fantasy analyst for sports illustrated you can hear him weekly on sirius xm fantasy sports radio westwood one and of course with the believe network too as well he is the stardom situm king himself he is michael fabiano michael thank you for joining the show how are you today what an introduction wow and i didn't have to pay you for that um yeah i appreciate you guys having me on you know the bears and we're going to talk about this don't have a lot of fantasy assets uh, but there's still a lot to talk about uh, as it pertains to fantasy football in the NFL. In what's been, I would say, a struggle of a season in a lot of respects for fantasy managers. Michael, that's so great. I'm so glad that you brought that up because I did want to start with a little general NFL for you. Um, I love fantasy football uh, near and dear to my heart. We are going to get to some Chicago Bears in a little bit. But I do want to ask you a little bit. Um, I just want to talk about the quarterback position in fantasy football this year. Um, you know, from my seat, it, it's been a really interesting transition, right? Over the last four or five years, we've seen names like Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady. I mean, the list goes on. Philip Rivers, even a Matt Ryan of the world, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford on their last legs. We've seen a huge turnover at the quarterback position. And of course, it's highly valued in fantasy football. And then when you pull up the stats and you look at the top 10, you're seeing names like Sam Howell, number six, CJ Stroud is in there, Josh Dobbs at number 10. Um, are the numbers matching the optics? Has it just been a weird year for quarterback play in fantasy football? And how do you see it playing out in the second half? At the top, it hasn't been, right? I mean, Jalen Hurts yeah. is still putting up numbers. Allen's putting up numbers. Although Mahomes, it, it seems like blasphemy to take a shot at Mahomes. But, I mean, he's averaging like five fewer points a game this year than he did last year. So, I, I'd say so far, Mahomes has kind of underperformed from a fantasy perspective. But he's got very high standards. You know, Lamar's been up and down. Herbert's been mostly up, uh, you know, this past week. He didn't have a great game, but he didn't need to because the Jets stink. Um, I, I do think the NFL has a quarterback problem, though. Uh, my pal Dave Damashek, who I used to work with at NFL Network, said something to me years ago, and it, and it just always has stuck with me. 
in, in, in a world where we've got billions and billions of people, you can't find 32 human beings who can play the quarterback position well on a regular basis. Can't. It, it's the hardest position to fill in sports, I would suggest. And when you got a guy go down like an Aaron Rodgers or now Kirk Cousins, and I would argue that Kirk Cousins going down is the it's it's the most impactful injury of the year from a fantasy perspective. And we could talk mm. about that. But when you are looking at the waiver wire, especially if you're in a multi-quarterback league, which have become more popular, and you're looking at Clayton Toon and, I'm sorry, Tyson Bajant, who actually wasn't bad from a fantasy perspective, uh, sans all of his turnovers last week. And guys like that, I mean, Jaron Hall was in the mix. It's gross. I, Tommy DeVito is going to be the starting quarterback in the New York Giants this week. Tommy DeVito. Not Danny DeVito, although Danny may actually be better. I don't know. I'm not he sure. actually went to my high school, Tommy DeVito, in Jersey. Did he really? <laughs> I'm yeah, sure he's yeah. a wonderful human being. I hear his dad's <laughs> a plumber in Jersey. Um, but bottom line here is that Tommy DeVito is not turning the needle no. for fantasy managers. He's the third-string quarterback for the Giants, whose offensive line is shot to hell, who's you know, without Darren Waller, who already don't have any good wide receivers. There's been a lot uh, that's happened, and thank God that Joshua Dobbs was okay. Like, I mean, he had a good game last week, but I mean, let's you no know, not get things twisted. He wasn't great from a fantasy perspective in Arizona. NFL's got a quarterback problem. It, it really does. There's a lot of quarterbacks in this league that are starting games that uh, maybe shouldn't be, and I'll, I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah, Joe, Joey, this is something we touched on. I think the lack of preseason is contributing to a lot of these slow starts the past couple of years, right? They're, they're limiting the games. Like back when I played, it was like the starters played, you know, two series in the first game, three series in the second, a whole half uh, third game. So they were getting some reps and now they're going from not playing at all to then going into the season. That's why we see such inconsistent play. And I think a lot of these guys like Patrick Mahomes, like in the next couple couple weeks, they're going to really turn it on because they're going to start getting their groove. But it's just, Seems uncharacteristic for some of these guys like Josh Allen has really been up and down and, and we kind of thought he took that next step a couple years ago. So it's definitely been interesting in the league. Yeah, so Michael, rolling it forward right now, uh, you know, I think fantasy managers want to know in the second half of the season, we got plenty of time left in the fantasy season. Playoffs aren't that far away, though. So when you're looking at a guy, I'm just going to throw two names out there. And if there's a third, please feel free to list it. But I'm looking at a guy like Trevor Lawrence or Joe Burrow. Is, is there a second half stud that you still see coming? that, you know, it will eventually ascend into that top 10 that was maybe there in the pre-draft rankings at the beginning of the season. So Burrow's definitely uh, on that list for me. No question about it. I I know Lawrence is a second-half quarterback, but I would argue that Lawrence has been one of the biggest disappointments in fantasy football among quarterbacks this year. He's averaging 15 points a game. He's had one game with over 18 points, and that was the game that he rushed for 59 yards. So, you know, it wasn't like this was a, uh, you know, this was a great passing performance. He's got the Niners this week. I know the Niners defense has not been great the last three games, but I mean, geez, Louise, they're going to lose a fourth in a row. Um, they're still averaging, uh, what, 14 points per game allowed to quarterbacks or, or just under 14 points. So I, I hope you're right because I have Trevor Lawrence shares, but I mean, Trevor Lawrence is really disappointed. I think Fields could be one of those quarterbacks, but we got to get him back. And, you know, yeah. he started to look like Justin Fields before he got hurt. The first few games, you're like, what in the heck is going on? What are the Bears doing? But he started to look like that guy a little bit more uh, before he ended up getting hurt. So Fields could be on that list. I know Kyler Murray wasn't highly drafted, but he's coming back this week. And they're going to have to throw the ball a lot because the Cardinals is not very good. So maybe Cardinals uh, offense 
starts to pick it up a little bit and Kyler being the lead in that offense, that could potentially help. I know if Kyler plays this week and it looks like he's going to, like I'm starting him. I don't care that he hasn't played in, in however long. I'll run that risk because my options aren't good. You know, right? I mean, like I, I liked Kenny Pickett this year. He has not lived up to expectations. Jordan Love has been bad after the first three games. Like the list goes on and on and on. So, you know, those are a couple of quarterbacks that could potentially uh, make some waves here in the second half. But, man, I need Justin Fields back in a big way. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> Bears fans can agree with that. It, it's so frustrating because I think the biggest thing with the Bears in general has been the coaching, right? Mm-hmm. You look at the first couple games of the season, just struggle with, with game uh, play calling, game managing. And then all of a sudden during that Denver game, that's when they turn things around. And then the next game against the Washington Commanders, and it just seemed like this is the Justin Fields that we knew he could be. And then the following week, we go back to bad play calling. Then Tyson Bajan comes in. They call a great game against the Raiders. He looks good. Foreman goes off, and everything kind of comes together. And then all of a sudden, another bad week. So it's just been too up and down because this was supposed to be such a critical year for this Bears offense, Justin Fields, and the trajectory of his career. And now, like, there, there was already a lot of controversy of whether he's the guy or not. I think he is the guy in Chicago, but it's just – I think they've done him – a travesty like honestly the, the play calling has been so awful at times that you're like scratching your head because there should have been so much growth this year with Justin Fields in the offense yeah and I feel like you know part of the reason is you know the Bears front office maybe making the wrong kind of hires yeah I, Greg Roman's floating around out there somewhere right I mean Greg Roman's yeah. had a hell of a lot of success <laughs> with mobile quarterbacks I'd love to see him become the offensive coordinator maybe in Chicago and, and I, I, and I don't know if you guys listen to my show or the podcast. I'm really superstitious with stuff and I love trends. My friends who are Jets fans, I warned them guys, you know, it's been 50 something years and every quarterback you guys have brought in either through the draft or a big free agent signing. There's been something that's gone wrong. The, the bears are a close second with that too. I mean, you know, I mean, we can go back a long way. Like what, what quarterbacks have the bears have in their history that have been great? You know what I mean? Like, uh, and I'm not talking about like, you know, I'm not going back to, you know, the, the days of like, you know, Sid Luckman or however far back you want to go. Jay Cutler. Okay. You know, maybe like, you know, Cade McDowell never panned out. You guys had Shane Matthews. I mean, Jim Miller was okay for a year. Statistically, not that great. I I, I could keep going. I, I don't want to depress you guys at all, but the bears have also been one of those teams that a quarterback, you kind of snake bit. And so there's talk about, well, maybe this will be his last year with the Bears and the Bears could end up getting a high pick. And there's, you know, a couple of good quarterbacks there at the top of the draft. But Justin Fields is, I I mean, he's a young guy. Like, let him develop and give him an offensive coordinator who is going to play and call plays to his skill set. That was what was just incredibly maddening in the first few games when they were trying to turn him into a pocket passer. Yeah, Michael, the thing is, what I was talking about with Justin Fields, they're like, oh, it's Mitch Trubisky 2.0. I'm like, how? Right? There are teams that would be lining up to have Justin Fields, the talent that he has. Mm -hmm. Um, So when people are talking about what they're going to do in the draft, as far as the Bears, I'm looking at what Philly has done, what San Francisco has done. You build around the trenches. And then every then you start building some other positions. But I think the trenches are so valuable, right? I always bring up the example of the Giants, 07 and 11, the Tom Brady killers, right? Eli gets the MVP, but that should have been Justin Tuck. That should have been another defensive end in 11, J- JPP and company. So defense wins championships. You know, Von Miller, when, it, when he uh, single-handedly 
got to Cam Newton pretty much every time in there, you know. So Cliff Averill and company and and the Legion of Boom defense wins championships. I think it's built in the trenches. So people are like, oh, let's draft Caleb Williams and expect a different result. I think you really have to solidify that. And and the Bears have been, you know, kind of, you know, trading away a lot of their defensive assets, right? I mean, you know, Cleo Mack didn't obviously pan out there. Um, You know, great player, of course, but that didn't end up being a long-term thing. Uh, You guys bring in Montez Sweat. We're going to see what happens there. I mean, it's the, the Bears haven't had her up. One of my one of my buddies, and I'm going to name drop here, and you guys can crap on me all you want. Uh, <laughs> the current WWE World Heavyweight Champion Seth Rollins, a huge Bears fan. He's a good friend oh, of mine. Oh, and and like and, and I and we just joke like on text, you know, like like you know, I'll, I'll tell him something about the Bears, and he tries to get optimistic, but he knows that like in the back of his mind, something ain't going to go right. Uh, you know, for this. <laughs> He was optimistic about fields. I think we all were after what we saw last year, especially from a fantasy perspective. But I mean, I guess the bear's going to bear. Yeah. No, Seth, <laughs> Seth's an awesome guy. I had, I had him on uh, my Fox show a couple of years ago. Really, really good. Really guy. nice guy. Yeah. And oh, very yeah. much, very much not his character. No, like, not, not at he, all. He is yeah. just the coolest, like most chill guy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So ho- ho- hopefully going forward with the rest of the season, you know, I'm looking for them just to have some consistency with the play calling, right? Establish the run, get Justin Fields on the move. Cole Komet has really come alive, and, and I think he's going to yeah. be a big fantasy target coming up, and I'm sure you've been talking about him a bunch. So yeah, talk to me about Cole Komet a little bit. Yeah, man, he's getting into the end zone, and, and Bajan has really been targeting him. But, like, Cole Komet's, it's kind of been the same thing. Like, he's all or nothing. I mean, he's uh, a big game where yeah. he gives you, like, six or seven points, and so he's been hard to trust. But the last couple of weeks, even though this past week he had a bad matchup, he still put up a really good stat line. You know, the week before, uh, Bajan just targeted him a ton. I think he had, what, 10 catches in that game uh, against against the Chargers. So, um, yeah, Cole Komet's become a, a low tight end one. The problem with the Bears is that they have good players but not great in the backfield. Uh, Khalil Herbert could be back mm. this week. I don't know if he's coming back uh, on a short week, but and we're going to find out. Uh, the Bears have designated him to come back. But, you know, Deontay Foreman is a good back. And Roshan kind of got sort of worked out of the rotation last week. He didn't really get a lot of burn. But regardless, like, when Khalil Herbert comes back, it just muddies the water in that backfield. I don't know who the heck to play, right? One week it's going to be Herbert. One week it'll be Foreman. Another week it won't be anybody because, you know, they'll be behind and they'll have to abandon the run. The wide receivers, like, you know, DJ Moore's had his ups and downs. He had that one massive game where he had, like, 50 points. Uh, and I think the week before or after he had another good game, but since then he's been very up and down with Bajan as the quarterback. Uh, we mentioned Komet. I mean, really after you know, Darnell Mooney has had maybe like one or two decent games, but it's not like a guy you're going to be starting in fantasy. The thing though, this week is that, and, and again, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, be too tough on the bears. This is not a good game on Thursday night against the Carolina Panthers. This one's this one's like this, this one's yucky. <laughs> you're, not, from a fan, you're not setting from a time aside. It's kind of yucky too because like the yeah. Panthers are bad against the run, but I don't know which Bears running back to start if Herbert comes back. If it's Foreman, revenge game and matchup, I'll play him. He'll be a flex. Sure, DJ Moore revenge game. I'm going to play him, but Bajan's going to be the quarterback, so I don't know really what I'm going to get. I'll play Cole Komet. I will say this. The Bears defense might be a good streaming option this week. If you're bold, because I don't really love to stream on Thursday nights because Thursday nights typically will disappoint us. But Bryce Young's not playing at a high level. The Panthers offense is no great shakes. They'll turn the ball over. So the Bears at home, 
maybe they're a top 10 play uh, among defenses this week. We'll find out. The, the thing about the Bears, right? When you expect them to have a strong performance, they go they go and do the opposite. So this Okay, well the then game. forget what I just said about the Bears. <laughs> yeah, this, this, this might be the game that Bryce Young has his, has his come to the NFL moment and all of a sudden he goes for 300. It, it wouldn't surprise me, right? The lack of pressure well, this, from the Bears, yeah. <laughs> the missed assignments, um, blown coverages at times. So no, nothing nothing would surprise me with the Bears this year. It's this been season so has, roller coaster. has been so sideways lately, right? I mean – Okay, the Chiefs get beat by the Broncos. The Eagles lose to the Jets. Like, what the hell was that, right? I mean, like, there's been so many weird things that have gone on in the National Football League over the last few weeks. Things have really gone sideways. So, I mean, nothing is – like, I always say, the only thing that's that's predictable about the NFL is that it's unpredictable. There's always going to be weird things that happen. Like, I'll give you an example. This week, I have Devontae Adams in a few leagues. I'm in 15 leagues. It's way too much. (laughs) <laughs> He's killing me. Do you know 60 wide receivers have averaged more fantasy points in the last five weeks than Devontae Adams? 60. This is one of the elite receivers in the National Football League. He is averaging fewer than eight points a game in that time. If I gave you the numbers and said, would you start this player in fantasy? And I didn't give you the name. You'd be like, hell no. Yeah. But it's Devontae Adams. So we keep playing him. Devontae Adams is my sit of the week at wide receiver. Why? Last five weeks, 61st. In points per game among wide receivers, Jets have not allowed a touchdown to a perimeter receiver. They've given up the fewest points per game to perimeter receivers. But in a crazy football season, Devontae Adams will probably go off this week. I yeah. like I, it, it, <laughs> it, it. Just is what it is. Like the, this is the kind of craziness that we deal with. You, 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 you know, fantasy analysts will tell you that you know we kind of just like trust the process. I don't trust the process because the process is you know <laughs> going to kick you in the nuts half <laughs> the time and the halftime it'll be right. But this is just a weird, wacky season that it's been. Yeah, it's been an incredibly weird year. We're here on Believe in Bears with uh, senior fantasy analyst for Sports Illustrated, Michael Fabiano, and former Bears defensive end Corey Wooten. Got a couple more left for you, Michael. Uh, a couple general fantasy football questions for any of those that might be interested and invested. Uh, you're speaking of the weird season. I'm going to give you the names of three different running backs right now that I, in my opinion, have disappointed or maybe not lived up to their draft value. I want you to tell me who you perhaps has the highest ceiling or the highest potential to hopefully win some championships for some people. Uh, so the three names are Jonathan Taylor, Bijan Robinson, or Tony Pollard. Uh, you're near and dear to your heart. Which of those uh, running backs do you feel like um, is going to be able to kind of step up and help propel some teams to some fantasy glory coming up? I think it'll be JT. Now, again, predictability in the NFL, uh, it's, it's tough. But last week, it looked like the the gap did get bigger in terms of the snaps and the touches. Now, does it go back down this week in Germany against the Patriots? I don't know. But, like, it started to – we started to see a gap between him and Zach Moss. And I think that will probably be the case the rest of the season. That's just a guess. Um, and Jonathan Taylor is the most talented of those three backs, at least in my opinion, right now. Bijan Robinson is not getting used correctly. I don't know why Atlanta drafted Kyle Pitts <laughs> and Bijan Robinson if they ain't going to use him the way they should be used. I don't get it. I don't understand what they're doing. Go draft somebody else. That I, I don't understand it. I will say this. Bijan's got a good matchup this week against Arizona, and Bijan's got some good matchups down the stretch. So I feel like he'll be – he's not going to be worth the first-round pick we all took him at, unfortunately. But I think at the end of the year, he's still going to be a top-15 fantasy running back. Tony Pollard, this one, see, as a Cowboys fan, I didn't like losing Zeke because we didn't replace him. We didn't replace yeah. him. Like at one point it was like Ronald Jones, 
you know, and, and then, you know, it's Rico Dowdle. Like we didn't replace him. And the fear that I had with, with, with Tony Pollard is that he's not a guy who's going to be able to, you know, 325. He's not a 325 touch guy. I mean, Zeke had 250 touches last week, last season. Where's that going? I, I, I don't know. And the problem is that Pollard's kind of fallen into a, okay, they've had to play the Niners before they went to tank. You played the Eagles, really good run defense. The Cowboys have played oh. some good run defenses, but then there's been other games where the Cowboys are crushing the team. You don't got to run the ball in the second half, right? And I say we because I'm a Cowboys fan since I was eight. So I, if you guys make fun of me, it's fine. <laughs> we killed the Giants. We killed the Jets. We killed the Patriots. Who else did we kill? We killed someone. We killed the Rams. So you don't need to run the ball, right? So that takes away from the opportunities. Also, you know, there's some stats out there about Pollard in terms of his like top speeds. They're not getting to those top speeds this year that they were last year. So he's not breaking off as many big runs. And now you got a situation against the Giants. And, and the Giants defense is not great. They, they, they're much better than their offenses, that's for sure. But Josh Jacobs just beat him for two touchdowns. But if the Cowboys are crushing them and it's like a 16-point spread, is Pollard going to play in the fourth quarter? I mean, so it, it, it kind of stinks. For me, it, it's probably Taylor Pollard Bijan. Um, and mm. their guys, uh, obviously, Jonathan Taylor's a guy you got to start every week. Pollard, who I had to sit last week, you got to play him. Running back is so thin. And Bijan, you dropped another first round, you got to play him. Yeah, right, you got to play him. Uh, but we are we are not going to see what we expected from Bijan and Pollard because it's already too late. They would have to go off for the rest yeah. of the season for them to meet the expectations they all had for them. But I think Jonathan Taylor is probably the best bet uh, out of that trio. What about a running back in Austin Eckler, right? A big fantasy guy. This year has kind of underperformed a little bit as well. They've kind of struggled a little bit getting things going. What are your thoughts on Austin Eckler going forward? See, Austin's a friend of mine, so, like, I'm always going to come to his defense. Yeah. And I would suggest – Big fantasy that, guy, right? Loves fantasy. Yeah, he's a big fantasy guy. He's a big fantasy guy. I would suggest that when Austin's had the opportunity to play most often than not, he's getting into the end zone, he's scoring touchdowns. It's good. But he missed a bunch of games. Right. I mean, I mean, listen, Corey, you I mean, you're a player, you know, you come back. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time. Exactly. He had a, he had a good game against the jets. I mean, who else did right. Keenan yeah. Allen was okay. You know, he had a decent game, but you know, Austin got in the end zone a couple of times. They got the lions this week. It's a really bad matchup, but I also think with the chargers, their offense is a little bit of a disadvantage. Their number two and three wide receivers are out. Mike Williams got hurt and lost for the season early on. And then they just lost Palmer. And Quinn Johnson, listen, I mean, we have, it's small sample size, but he didn't look good, but it was the Jets. So maybe he'll change against Detroit this week. We'll find out. Maybe Austin's going to get a little bit more involved in the passing game. I'm still firing up Austin Edgar every single week. I got no problem with him. He's getting into the end zone. Um, and, and listen, I would tell you if Austin was having, you know, a bad stretch of games, even though he's a friend, I, I would I would say it, right? I mean, I can't be biased. I mean, he's still scoring touchdowns. And at a thin position, he's still, you know, one of the top players uh, among running backs for me. And I think he'll be fine as long as he's uh, he's able to stay healthy the rest of the season. And hopefully that's going to be the case. And another one for you. So the past two weeks, Dak Prescott, right, has really come alive. Last three kinda, weeks. Yeah, yeah, past three weeks, rather. What are your thoughts on him going forward, fantasy-wise? I would trade for him. Uh, you got the Giants <laughs> this week. The Cowboys also have a very favorable schedule rest of season. I think we play, we got the Eagles again. I think we got to play the commanders. Neither one of those teams can stop the pass. There's a couple of other games. I think we play Carolina. Uh, we got Seattle at home. So I, I, 
Dak was bad the beginning of the year. He had like that one good game. I think it was against the Jets when no one thought he would. But the other games were not great. And then he hit rock bottom against San Francisco. But since then, he's been really good from a fantasy perspective. And he's been better, I would say, in terms of real football too. Yeah, I mean, Dak is a guy that if I needed a quarterback and I didn't want to go and pay a high price for like a Mahomes or an Allen or a Hurts, go out and get Dak. I think you can get him for a reasonable price. We are uh, we're pushing up on time here. I got one final one here for you, Michael Fabiano here on Believe in Bears. My final one for you. Now, this has been happening in a couple of my different fantasy leagues this year, and I got to tell you, we are absolutely loving it. I want to talk to you about the future of the tight end position in fantasy football. Depending on how you pick up your stats right now, I think the number 12 tight end is Logan Thomas, averaging about 5.9 points per game. Find 30 different kickers in the NFL averaging more than that. We've gotten rid of the tight end position, Michael. Look, we're still drafting Mark Andrews, the George Kittles of the world, the Travis Kelsey's of the world, but it's just kind of opened it up to more skill position players, more weapons. I mean, are we coming to the point right now where, where maybe it's a, super, a superfluous uh, position right now? Maybe getting rid of the tight end might be in the future of fantasy football. I'm traditional, man. I've been playing fantasy a long time. Uh, people want to eliminate kicker. Nope. You can't call it yes. football without a kicker because nobody else uses their <laughs> damn foot right to score points and i don't want to get rid of tight end um it's all part of the strategy i am in a league where that is the case where there's no tight end and i gotta be honest with you i drafted sam laporta and evan ingram and they've both been freaking awesome for me yeah. in the flex awesome so i mean listen I mean, we want to make it easy like is everything supposed to be easy in fantasy football it's not and you've got young tight ends who are up and coming okay dalton kincaid i mentioned laporta right? Hell, dude, Taysom Hill's been great the last three or four weeks, and I could play him at tight end. Is it a thin position? Yes. Uh, is it difficult to, to go out there and, and start a guy hoping he scores eight or nine points because that's really good at the position? Absolutely. <laughs> but to me, like, I, I'm not going to eliminate tight end. I, I'm just not going to do it. Uh, I'm going to be in leagues where they're not there. I'm already in leagues where there's no kickers. You know, people want to do what they want to do. That's fine. Uh, I'm more of a traditional guy. I'm going to have my quarterbacks, my running backs, my wide receivers, tight ends, kickers. I'm having defense, uh, all that stuff. That, that's that's kind of where I'm at. But at least we're we're seeing like this is maybe the best rookie group of tight ends in the history of the league statistically. Michael Mayer even who hasn't done anything yet. There's a shot. Laporta could score more points. I think the the rookie tight end who scored the most points in a single season is Keith Jackson. Um, not the old ABC announcer, the player Keith Jackson. Uh, although I, every time I think of Keith Jackson, I hear the voice Keith Jackson in my head. Let me tell you about the Keith Jackson. I can't do it, but you, know, you guys get the point. Uh, Jeremy Shockey had a really good rookie year. Evan Ingram had a really good rookie year. Laporta could be better. He's on pace to be better. And if Kincaid keeps doing what he's been doing since they lost Dawson, Dawson Knox, he's going to be up there in the top five too. I think Michael Mayer will be a good tight end in this league. Luke Musgrave has showed you know that he could be a good tight end. We're also seeing Kate Otten starting to show a little bit of signs of life. Uh, Dalton Schultz has been more good than bad over the last month or so. So, yeah, I mean, uh, is, is it a thin position? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't want my fantasy football to be easy, man. I want it to be tough. <laughs> I want it to be a challenge. Uh, if I got to start Logan Thomas every week or if I got to start Kyle Pitts, which sucks, but, I mean, listen, I'll do it. Um, I have Kyle Pitts. Boy, I tell you, of all the Ooh. players that have been drafted that – Everyone has come out and said, can't miss generational talent. This is this the year. Is, I don't know what, I don't know what has to happen. Maybe he needs to go to another team, but Kyle Pitts, like, I mean, dude, I, I, I can't deal with the seven points a game. It sucks. And the second he has like 
15, you're like, oh, here it comes. Here it comes. It's coming. And then the next week, he's back to six. And Jonu Smith's breaking off a long touchdown. Uh, it is what it is. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep my tight ends. I'm going to keep my kickers. Uh, I'm, I'm a traditionalist, so. I love it. And Brock Bowers on the way too as well. So, you know, who knows? You know what I mean? Like the, the position is, is is nothing but bright moving forward. Uh, senior right. fantasy my analyst. Guy, Luke Dunemaker could have had a touchdown in that. Uh, I don't want to get into that Cowboys game. That <laughs> make me mental. Um, not that oh. I love Dunemaker, but yeah. And, uh, and actually, I didn't even mention Jake Ferguson. Look how good he's been. Yeah, all he's of a sudden. Really I mean, yeah. uh, let's be fair. Real, the, the Cowboys tight ends, they kind of grow them on trees, right? Ever since Jason Witten, they've done a nice and job. Adult Ferguson, yeah. Which, and the kickers, right? Last year, nobody yeah. was uh, Brett Maher. Who the Really? We were going to sign Brett, Brett Maher until the end of the year where he got in his head was awesome. And yeah. in fantasy, with the top three kicker. This year, this freaking Brandon Aubrey is like the best kicker in the league, not named Justin Tucker. It's Yeah, I know. I wish we were this good at every other damn position. Uh, or an owner, GM, but I digress. I don't want to go down that route. Hey, we're, we're Bears fans. We're taking notes on this stuff, anyways, because we got a long way to go. That's exactly. all. Uh, Michael Fabiano, thank you so much for joining us here on Believe in Bears, Senior Fantasy Analysis at Sports Illustrated. Listen to him weekly on Fantasy Sports Radio, Sirius XM. And of course, a teammate on the Believe Network, Michael, man, thank you so much, man. I've been following your work for a very long time. Um, your knowledge. Uh, you, I can't tell you enough how much the fantasy community treasures your knowledge over the years. Uh, keep up the great work. Thanks for coming on. I hope we can have you back on sometime soon. Appreciate Thanks, the kind Michael. of work, Appreciate guys. You, man. Uh, have Thank a great you. week, and I guess go Bears. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, down. this is down. this is a must. Yeah, this is a this is a must win, Michael. This is a must win. We got to be Carolina to keep that draft pick stuff going together. So uh, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is as close as it gets. It's like a Deontay Foreman, DJ Moore uh, revenge game, but also it's like that whole like draft pick <laughs> sort of situation game too. I don't know, but uh, good luck to the Bears. I mean, uh, uh, can we get Justin Fields back? Though this is my want and need in life. I, I need Justin Fields yeah. back uh, here sooner rather than later. Hopefully, he'll be back uh, uh, as soon as possible. We need him. I would love that. And if hey, any of the fans tuning in to you, if you give them wrong advice, just hit up Michael Fabiano on Twitter and just complain to him about that. Bet. Fine. Yeah. I'm go to Twitter. Twitter doesn't exist anymore. Now it's next. Hey, that's part of my job. I give no. you good advice. And when I give you bad advice, you just blame me. It's fine. It's all good. Hey, why yeah. did you do fantasy? Because Fabiano's an idiot and he told me to sit down. Yeah. I'll take and when they get it right, and when they get it right, they go, "No, this was all me." I oh, yeah, Fabiano, they, they I didn't you some read of that, that article. <laughs> didn't read any of that. It's all good. Yeah. I'll be well, Michael. Thank you so much for joining Believe Appreciate in Bears. It, today's episode Take was care, presented guys. by BetOnline. Uh, thanks so much. Uh, today's episode was presented by BetOnline.ag. Fifty percent local bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code Believe B L E A V on that promo code. Corey, take us home on a great episode, man. Uh, go yeah, Bears! All eyes in the world. Bears Panthers Thursday night fixed on that game exactly excited for that one man um this i'm telling you this is a trap game for the bears joey like this is a tough one because it's one of the ones you're, that you so you're worried about win. this i am I, i'm definitely wow. worried about this one because i i think this is one of those trap games right when when everything is not going well for carolina the bears have been struggling as well but this is a game that everybody's predicting them to beat them right and then all of a sudden this could be the game where bryce young has that come to the NFL moment where he has his great game. He looks confident. He looks great. Um, and, and we've seen it before. Man, 2012, 
We played against Colin Kaepernick, right? His coming out party. He destroyed us, beat the brakes off of us, ran on us, threw for a couple touchdowns. So the thing is, just don't sleep on this game. From the Bears, you got to get up for this game. You got to get ready to go because on any given Sunday, remember that movie? That's how this. That's how the NFL has been this season. Any given Sunday, any team can win. Carolina beat, or sorry, the Cardinals beat uh, Dallas, right? Jets beat some some really good teams. So any team can beat any team on any given Sunday. So I'm the Bears. Don't take anybody lightly. Come out ready to go. It's all down to game planning, right? Both sides of the football. Luke Getzey, run the football early and often. Work the play action. Get the confidence, whatever quarterback's out there. Defensively, Matt Eberflus has to generate some pressure, right? Having sweat is definitely an asset. Hopefully, Yannick will, will, will come alive. But if not, let's bring some pressures, right? Look what Brian Flores has done this season, especially on their winning streak. He brings the house. Opposing quarterbacks really struggle. So Iberflus and company need to do that going forward, especially a young quarterback that's been struggling. I'm pressuring him 80% of the time, right? I'm making him think, overthink, throw errant balls. So going forward this week, hopefully they can get a win. Get with the game planning. That's that's the key thing that I want to stress is the game planning this week. That's what I want to see a better job on offensive, defensively. And hopefully next week we'll have something good to talk about. So appreciate your guys' support. Love your feedback. We'd love to see if there's anything uh, that we're not touching on that you guys want to hear about. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to uh, another pod next week, and hopefully it will result in the, in the Bears win, man. Bear down, everybody. Yeah, great episode. Be well, be safe. Please be good to each other. Uh, no Brian Burns tomorrow with the Panthers, so I'm hoping that our offensive line, we can run the football. Hopefully Justin comes back. Uh, real quick, I know we're saying goodbye, but are you picking the Bears to win? What's your final score? Give us a final score real quick. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking the Bears to win in a tight one. Uh, okay. I'm going to say 24-17. Uh, pretty, pretty similar to okay. last week's score, but they, they're, they got the 24 this week. So tight one, but I think, I think it comes down to the final, final drive where they uh, have a game winner. Yep. Justin plays tomorrow. I'm going 31 to 20, Corey. Ooh. So what are, what are they saying about him? They're saying there's a good chance for him to play, right? I mean, look, so we're recording this on a Wednesday at 2.51 Central Time. Uh, I think we're going to know probably in the next hour or so whether he practiced or not today. I know that he was back out there. He's probably still wearing the protective thing on his hand with his thumb. Um if you're the Chicago Bears, you really don't have any driving incentive to force him back out there. I know Justin's doing everything he can to work his way back out there. Um, but, man, I mean, I'll be honest with you. This is big for Justin's career. I mean, he needs to get out there. He needs to start playing some games. We got the Lions yeah. twice. We got the Browns coming up. Some really good defenses still on the slate. I know Cardinals, Falcons, whatever. Uh, but, you know, he needs to start stacking stacking some games and getting back out there. And even if he's not 100%, I think we can run the ball against Carolina and I think he'll be able to make just enough plays. I think we put up some points. I think that we can win. So if we if we don't, if, if Bajan plays, I think it's going to be tight. I really do. And I think yeah. Bryce could pull one out for sure. Well, I, I think I think if Fields can grip the ball and there's no issues as far as him gripping or any pain in that hand, right? He's able to grip the ball and throw it. I think this is a week that you got to play him because you think about the opponent, a kind of warm-up game to, yeah. to get back acclimated into things. I think this would be a great week to do it, right? You re rely on the running game. Khalil Herbert's coming back as well with Foreman and company. Um, Cole Komet's really come alive. So you're working the play action. And then off that, you know, Cole Komet in the red zone. DJ Moore. Um, Darnell Mooney had a great game last week. So I think everything offensively is starting to come together, right? Bajan turned the ball over. But I think if... Justin Fields can come back. He's healthy enough to play this week. I think you got to play him. This is his warm-up game to get back into the swing of things. 
Yeah, and then he gets 10 days off, right? Moving forward, he gets kind of a mini little buy uh, to get even more healthy. I don't know what the weather is like in Chicago right now, whether it's going to be rainy, whether it's going to be cold. Obviously, when it's cold, your thumb starts to stiffen up a little bit. But, like, I think they're going to give him something that has him probably feel pretty good um, yeah. for that game. Oh. Look, I, I, I'm i just in the mode where I just want to see as many snaps from Justin Fields as possible. Uh, come what may, we can be objective about it. Um and look, the dude was trending in the right direction before he got hurt in that game. So, look, I, I just want to see as many games from him as possible. So I hope that he does play. Exactly. Yeah, I hope so, too. But, yeah, looking forward to seeing what they do this week and just just getting some consistency, right? Because this is this was a big season that we thought they were going to take a lot, of, a lot of steps in the right direction, especially offensively. We knew the defense, especially on the defensive line, it was a work in progress. But adjustments, Joey, every week. We just don't see adjustments, right? There's the, the Washington game. That was probably the best game as far as adjustments, right? They brought pressure. They were able to pressure the opposing quarterback. Special teams, they play well offensively. They limited the turnovers. Everything came together in that game. Why can't we see more of that, right? The thing is, the thing like penalties, um, turnovers. That you got to be more disciplined. Those are situations where yeah. you got to you got to tuck it and go. You got to you got to live to play another snap. So hopefully, going forward. They can do that because um, I just want them to build momentum because, you know, this I'm, I'm a huge Justin Fields fan. And I think they would do him a disservice. Um, it, it would be a waste if, if they if they just moved on from him. I want to see him play well and I, and I want to see them build around him because I, I think he is the guy of the future. It doesn't matter who's the quarterback for the Bears. Like people thought Bajit was going to light it up and look how that's worked out. Right. A lot of that is the play call. So I'm hoping mm -hmm. going forward, Justin Fields continues to stack really good games. And then there's no question about who's the quarterback going forward, but it's critical. The coaching staff game planning for success, whether it's Beijing, whether it's Justin Fields, um, they show that they can do it. They're just very inconsistent. Yeah. And I think a lot of bears fans just really quick. I think a lot of bears fans, especially if you see them on Twitter or whatever, I think everyone's really running towards the easy solution. So easy solution is Justin Fields. Isn't that guy get rid of him. Now let's draft someone else next year. Other easy solution is Justin Fields is my ride or die guy. Everybody shut up because you don't know what you're talking about, you know. And I think that there's a middle area there, Corey, which is the hard part. And I want the hard part of Justin Fields plays well at the end of the year. And we have to evaluate whether we stick with him playing well or whether we move on with a different quarterback. And I think if he plays well enough, I think it kind of answers the question for itself. So and again, with this coaching staff, uh, the phrase that I keep using over and over again is slow to the switch. Everything that they do. They're just slow. The in-game adjustments, getting off to a good start this season, deciding Deontay Foreman should play, deciding EQ when EQ St. Brown should play, Chase Claypool decision. It's all too slow for the fast pace of the NFL. And that's a problem. Yeah, I, I'll be surprised honestly if this staff makes it um, to next year, unless they unless yeah. they turn things around and they have this team playing lights out, kind of like Detroit did um, last mm -hmm. year. Uh, towards the end of the season, but I, I highly doubt that's going to, it's just been so inconsistent, you know, and it's, it's unfortunate because Joey, this is a waste of a year. It really is. This was such totally. a cool year where, where you could, you could have had eight to 10 wins, be very competitive offensively, elevate your game to the next level, discover exactly who Justin Fields is like, um, you know, DJ Moore and company, three really good running backs, um, defensively making some progress. 
We just they, they, they were more competitive last year with less talent. So I think that's just telling of the coaching staff. The thing is you have way more talent on this team last year and you're performing at, at a worse level. So I think that's indicative of the coaching. And I, I would be surprised, Joey, if they're here. And I, I don't like to call for anybody's job, but they've done this whole team a disservice. And this was a waste of a year. It, it really was. And now going forward, there's some big decisions that need to be made because of the lack of coaching. Corey, that's a great point, man. Uh, I think we're going to end it on here. We're going to end it for real this time. Uh, thanks to everyone for tuning in to Believe in Bears uh, with Michael Fabiano. Fantastic guest on the top. Quick little Bears-Panthers preview. Corey, my man, great to see you. Uh, be well, be safe. Please be good to each other. Bear down, right? Bear down. Thursday night Bear football. Down, Get baby. your popcorn ready. Get your popcorn. Let's have a nice time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.